This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. Cruz with the Comstock Report. This year appeared to decide it would have a future of producing hogs. Integrated hog packers dominated, but they shared hog profits with independent producers, as all those who owned hogs benefited. Integration worked for hog producers who had become packers. The standard packer margin for unintegrated processors often did not cover the higher cost of operating the plants. It was better to be prestige farms than Tyson this year in the pork industry. The supply chain disruption impacted the pork industry with labor and trucking issues increasing costs that standard packers were unable to pass on, reducing hog values. Many independent hog producers who still own their hogs were squeezed out of the industry before 2021. The COVID pandemic and loss of shackle space was the last straw for many. Federal COVID aid did not come fast enough, was not extended broad enough, and was inadequate in total to cover the losses of many producers already drained of their equity. It is not unusual for some producers to get cut out of an industry by consolidation, but in the case of the hog industry, an inordinate number were eliminated by industry restructuring. When plants shuttered because of COVID, a nasty game of musical chairs determined which producers could deliver hogs and which were instead forced to euthanize them. Eventually, what goes around comes around, and that is true whether good or bad. Not all producers who participate in industry integration have equity in packing plants, but as a general rule, they have made deals with packers to supply them with hogs. For most producers, these deals reduce their risk, but for others, not so much. Higher hog prices increase the cost for those packers who do not own hogs. Therefore, it is in the interest of integrated packers to increase the price of hogs as those dollars come back to them when they kill their own hogs. The more recent integration of the hog industry did not so much occur from packers who started raising hogs as it did from large hog producers who became packers. They saw the market power that the consolidated pork packing industry had acquired and felt compelled to kill their own hogs to avoid getting killed. The result is that integrated packers now own a majority of the hogs and they made their money in 2021 from hog production profits rather than from selling pork. This meant that hog producers made money. Many hog producers went out of business in recent years as the industry restructured, but there was a tipping point reached where integrated packers and independent hog producer interests aligned for mutual benefit. Comparatively, in the beef industry, it is the packers that made all the money. Cattle feed rocks did receive a small profit this year, but it was the first time since 2015 that they have avoided losses. I am told that there is a raft of bankruptcies of beef feedlots that own the cattle they fed in the works. I have been touting the competitive status of the pork industry in the meat counter. I'm not alone, as an Iowa State University livestock economist advised recently that one way to beat the high price of beef was to buy pork. Despite the competitive price of pork, hog producers had one of their best years ever. Wholesale beef prices have been sky high, but those profits were not passed on to cattle prices. Wholesale and retail pork prices have yet to rise significantly. I hope that contract producers were getting paid hog prices rather than pork prices for their hogs this year. Before gains in the pork product market last week, loins were under 80 cents and hams 68 cents a pound, both really cheap and not reflective of any inflation. 
USDA reported that the December hogs and pig inventory was off 4% from a year ago compared to the average trade estimate of 2.8. The trade did expect fewer numbers, so got the trend of inventory correct, but missed a degree of the reduction. The near-term weight breakdown has numbers off 6% heading into the first quarter hog marketings. That must be read as friendly. Sound numbers were flat, but producers are cautious over fairlings, given intentions ranging from 92% December-Feb to 96% later on in 2022. Some of the reason for the lower numbers were downward revisions in previous hog counts going clear back to 2019. The COVID pandemic supply chain-related disruption caused more liquidation than previously accounted for, as well as extending caution as the pandemic disruption has not been normalized yet. As noted, what goes around comes around. First, the pandemic shut down plans, prompting heavy industry liquidation that caused the industry to get knocked off what had been a constant track of expansion. To me, this industry looks poised to now profit from reduced numbers, while demand recovers before supply does. Hopefully, the survivors of the liquidation will now be rewarded for the struggle that they went through. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.